0: Ephesians 5, verses 22 through 32. Okay. All right. Wives, submit to your husbands as to the Lord, for the husband is the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church. In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. After all, no one ever hated his own body, but he feeds and cares for it, just as Christ does to the church. For we are members of his body. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. This is a profound mystery, but I am talking about Christ and the church. However, each one of you also must love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. Be seated.
1: Let's pray. Lord, we do honor you this morning, the power of your Holy Spirit. Uh, Father God, we thank you that you're working in our marriages, Lord. First of all, we want to thank you for our spouse. We want to thank you for the gift that you have given us, uh, the gift of marriage. And Father God, as we uh, begin to Talk about this holy institution, this sacred institution that you have created. Father, I pray that hearts will receive, that marriages will get information today that will empower them. uh, Lord God, to live out their true calling, purpose, and destiny. Father, strong marriages build strong families. Strong marriages build strong families, strong homes, strong churches, strong nation. And ultimately, it glorifies you. So we commit this time to you, and we thank you, dear God, for what you're about to do today. God's people said, amen, 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 amen. Amen. Well, uh, we are in the third part of our series, and uh, the first week we talked about the four foundational laws of marriage, uh, which was pretty exciting. Uh, Last week we dealt with his needs, we talked about the needs uh, of the husband, uh, and today Uh, we're going to be talking about the needs of the wife, understanding her needs. And uh, I told, I was jokingly saying last week that it it would probably take, you know, quite a bit of time to try to jot down all the needs of the wife. But uh, what I did was I convinced them into, I condensed them into four major needs. And so men, I want you to hear this. If you get this down, if you listen this morning, listen, your marriage Your wife is going to love you. If she loves you now, she's going to be crazy over you. And as we go over this information, and when you hear something, you know it radiates. I want you to say amen, affirm. That's your way of saying to him, honey, I want you to get, did you hear that? And so, because I guarantee you're going to hear something this morning that's going to help you. It's going to help your marriage. And so, men, I want you to listen carefully. Women, they will help you listen carefully, I am sure. Um, well, I'm gonna, I got a couple of icebreakers. I normally don't do this, but I thought I'd just uh, throw out a couple of jokes uh, as it relates to marriage to just kind of get everybody at ease a little bit. I mean, you know this is a fun thing that we're talking about, marriage? And, uh, but uh, here's, a, here's a few jokes that I came across as I was preparing for this message. Uh, marriage is when a man and a woman become as one. The trouble starts when they try to f- decide which one. Uh, marriages are made in heaven. Then again, so are thunder, lightning, tornadoes, and hail. <laughs> Love is blind, but marriage is an eye-opener. <laughs> a husband and wife were at a party chatting with some friends when the object of marriage counseling came up. Oh, we'll never need that. My husband and I have a great relationship, the wife explained. He was a communications major in college, and I majored in theater arts. He communicates real well, and I just act like I'm listening. <laughs> I hope that's not true. <laughs> well, uh, I just want to kind of give you a brief testimony of myself as it relates to uh, understanding women. Um, I grew up in an, uh, in an atmosphere that women wasn't treated the way um, that God had designed for them to be treated. All the examples that I had in my family, in my life, when I go back and I was thinking about this last night and you know whether they were men who were married in relationships or they just had girlfriends, the way that they looked at their wives uh, or their girlfriends or whatever is they looked at women as sex objects. Men kind of, if from my environment, the way they treated women was that you were made for my pleasure and my pleasure only. and. And so throughout my life growing up, I saw these constant bad examples of marriages. I saw people that were unfaithful in their marriage. I saw men who mistreated their wives, who, who, who talked about them. And not only that, but, a, but, but, but simply even those men who are godly men that use the Bible in order to try to manipulate and control women. I've seen it done, and I think that one of the most uh, disturbing things is that whenever we, can, we try to use scripture in a negative way in order to try to gain some kind of control over people. And so coming into the kingdom of God, I had to change my whole way of thinking about women. I had to look at them the way that God Looked at them. I had to no longer look at them as what I had been taught, like they're objects of, uh, you know, that they they are just made just for me, my pleasure, and I can do with them whatever I want to do. I can can treat them however I want to treat them. I had to learn that God's way of how we should be looking at our wives or looking at women are totally different than what I experienced. And one of the eye opening scriptures was read here this morning by my daughter that talks about that we ought to love our wives as Christ loved the church. I remember first getting saved, coming to the kingdom. That scripture spoke volumes to me. Because if you can think about your relationship with God, and how Christ treats you, then that is an indicator how you are supposed to respond to your wife. So every single day, so, so every time, every encounter that I had with my wife, I always had to filter it through Is that the way Jesus would treat his bride? All of us would say that Jesus treated us real good, right? He loves us, right? Uh, He's gentle with us. The people that Jesus really had the biggest problem with was the religious people. Boy, he came at those religious people, boy, and he put them in their place. He let them know. I mean, he was firm with them. But whenever somebody came up and somebody was wanting to be forgiven, somebody uh, forgived or wanting to be restored, Jesus was always accepting and he was always welcoming. The way that Jesus communicate with us is in a loving way. He died for us. He loves us. He I mean, he laid down his life for us. Uh, and, and, and we that's why we love him so much. And it is really a picture of how men ought to look at their wives. You all know about the women's liberation movement. Have You ever heard of that? And you know that if you really look at the core of the women's liberation movement, it's not based in scripture. I don't think anybody's surprised about that. And the reason that, that, that I believe that women kind of went off in the first place, and, because men weren't leaders. Men were not doing the things that they were supposed to do or treating our wives the way that we should have been treating them. And therefore, the ladies just got tired and say, okay, I don't need this anymore. So I'm going to step out and I'm going to take control of my own life. The problem is, although you kind of understand the frustration of that, you still got to come back to the place of where God wants the marriage to be. You follow me? So even though that there, were, there was this independent kind of, well, I don't need a man. How I many, you know, women, you hear women say, I don't need a man to do anything. In one sense, I kind of understand it. But in another sense, it's a, it's a silent protest. I don't really need you. And and that's cool when you're single. It's cool you say that. But when you get married, that attitude got to change. Because if it doesn't, it is going to wreak havoc in your marriage. And so so just like I had to go through this period of time in, in me and Peggy's relationship early on, In our relationship, and I remember the most rockiest time in our marriage was probably those first two or three years. Uh, And it's not that we don't have problems now, but the most rockiest of times was because I just was just so I, I didn't understand that woman. You know, it was stuff that she wanted to talk about. It was stuff that was important to her that I'm like, what's the problem? You know, I can remember I can remember coming home. We would go home and visit her mother. We just got married, and we would go home and visit her mother. And then for about two years, and I'm not even exaggerating, and, and don't y'all tell I said this, but for two years, I'm coming, every time we would leave my wife's house, the home that she grew up in, we would head back up north here, my wife would start, she would cry half the way home. And I'm like, and she just sitting there, she just looking out the window tears, like, what's wrong with you? Nothing. And I'm like, what's the, what's the problem? What you crying for? This is my mom. I'm like, oh God, get over it, will you, please? <laughs> what is up with you? And she did that for about two years. And I remember that, and, and you know, and and you know, I never really tried to figure out, you know, what was going on there. I just kind of said, you know what, you you just need to kind of, you know, we say man up, woman up. <laughs> you know, kind of get over this thing. I mean, stop, you know, what's the problem here? And and as I went on in my relationship with my wife, we we've been married 20 years. You know, I begin to ask questions, and I begin to, to discover what was really underneath all that. But you know, every time I did that, I was sending her a message that what she cared about, what's important to her, wasn't that important to me. And anytime men we send out our wives that kind of message, like what they got to talk about, or what's important to them, uh, it's not important to us. Then, then 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 you're losing something. You're losing ground. Because one of the things that's important, remember we talked about the unmet needs. You know, those unmet needs will come back to bite you if you don't meet them. And the way that you meet those needs is you got to have understanding. You got to, as foolish as it may be, man, we got to say, okay, you know, suck it up. You know, drink some coffee, drink some milk, drink, take, a, take a, something to make you calm down or whatever. And sit down and say, okay, let's really get underneath what's driving this. What's the problem here? Because she needs that. She wants to know that we care about the things that are important to them. Even though to us, it may not be that important, but to them, it's very, very important. Now, amen, that's good. (laughs) Now, here's one of the things, you know the scripture verse, and we're going to be getting into this before we get into the four needs of a woman. But, you know, the Bible talks there about uh, how that husbands are to love their wives as Christ loved the church. And it also talks about the wives supposed to submit to their husbands. Um, I never met a woman whereby or a relationship. She was in a relationship whereby her husband laid down his life for her and loved her as the Bible said. That she did not respond to his leadership in the home. When a, when, a, when a man Watch this When a man really lays down his life For his wife When he really lays it down I'm not talking about And Every man in here would say Well pastor if somebody was going to shoot my wife and, and I'll jump right in front of the bullet If somebody were to break in my house They got to come through me yeah, I, that's, that's cool but you know that's easy The hard stuff Is laying down your life on a regular basis Honey, I love you. Honey, what do you need for me to do today? How can I make your life better today? That's the hard stuff because that invades our own space and what we want to do. And boy, you know, you, you ever heard, the, heard it say that that marriage is give and take? That's exactly what it is. It's a lot of give and take. Now, before we get into four uh, major needs of a woman, I just got three disciplines I want to share with you because I, I think I kind of didn't really jump into on the way that I thought I should have, and I just want to highlight these three things that I think that uh, going out of this series as we continue to move on for the next week or two, I want you to remember this. Disciplines are things, it's a rule or system or rules governing conduct or activity. Uh, we all have certain disciplines, like some of us we like to work out on a regular basis. We get up in the morning, we brush our teeth. I hope you do. Uh, you know, we take showers. We, ha- we have certain disciplines that we all have. You get up in the morning, you read your Bible. These are spiritual disciplines. I mean, no, there need to be some disciplines in your marriage? You need to have some disciplines. Like, number one, now listen to me. Now, I want to remember I said to you, if you take these things down and you apply them in your life, you're going to have a great marriage. How many of you want a great marriage? You want to, I mean, you want a dynamite marriage. Here's what you got to do. Number one, you got to get a date night. Okay. These are disciplines. Get it. Well, pastor, I don't have a babysitter. Do whatever you got to do. Ask God to drop you one from heaven. Go, pay, go wherever you got to go. Find a babysitter and have yourself a date night. Because let me tell you what date night does. One of the first things that go into, that goes out of relationship is the in- intimacy part. I mean, you know, a lot of people can be married, but they're not really close. And one of the things that a date night does is it, it keeps the freshness in the marriage. And I'm not talking about a kind of thing where we just kind of say, okay, well, we're gonna go get rid of, the, get rid of the, the kids for the night, and uh, we're just gonna sit at home with our pajamas on and watch TV. No, no. Men, I'm talking about, you know how you did before you, 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 when you were trying to get her? I mean, you went and put on some clothes, you got hooked up, you came up with a nice place to eat, you, you thought of, I mean, you thought it through, you know, a date night where, because, and everything, think about it, and ladies can affirm this, when, when, when a man puts some time and he really think about loving his wife, boy, that makes you feel real good. I, 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 I had a, uh, one time I had a, uh, I came up with this idea, I actually got off the radio, I never told my wife this. but. Um, they, they, you know, I, I got home for Valentine's Day. I said, I'm going to do something really. And it was a lot of work. And I, I wrote these little notes and I put them all throughout the house. And so she'd get up in the morning. I knew exactly. I knew her steps. I knew everywhere she went because every morning my wife has a routine. Now, this husband, we're going to talk about that in a moment. You got to study your wife. You need to know her. So every so so, what I did was I put up a note, and I, I forget all I said. But one of them was like, "Good morning." Uh, you know, she went to the mirror. I had something in the mirror, and I said, "Good morning, uh, I love you." You know, go over here. So then she, I, I send it down to another part of the room. I'll say something else, really, really nice and cute, you know. And then I'll I'll say, "Go to this, go to this area." And then she'll read that, and she'll go. And then before before it ends, she ends up at a place where there's a bunch of chocolates and flowers and, you know, and I had like six or seven letters that I had like put all throughout the house. And my wife was walking, and she's seeing all this stuff. And she's like, oh, and she's all excited. And boy, I'm going to tell you something, man. She hooked me up when I came home. I'm just saying. She hooked me up. She took care of a brother because I thought about her and I put effort into it. Women like it when we put effort into, you know, men, we you know, we, you know, we know how we are. We just, you know, we just, we just, we just go for the gusto. Uh, women want things to be a little bit different. They don't think like we think. And so we need to kind of get on their frequency so that we can freshen up our marriage. So we need to have a date night. Number two, you also, now, now, listen, don't, don't, don't tune me out here. Take a trip together every year. Just the two of you. Take a trip. When's the last time just the two of you said, I'm not I'm not talking about a vacation. You know, where you got all the family and all the kids. I'm talking about something where it's just me. It, it may be just an overnight, it may be two or three days. But take some time together and just go have fun alone without the kids, where it's just the two of you, where you can give undivided attention to each other. A trip. Whether, and, and, and you know, and, and it could be a conference, or you know, marriage conferences are a great way to do that. Uh, me and my wife do, we'll go to like the rest of uh, uh, what is the family life that they have these marriage conferences, and you go off and you know, stay a couple days, got a nice hotel, and, and you know what? And we only have each other. But it's wonderful, you'll you find out how much you've been missing when you and your wife can get away from everything and just focus on each other. And sometimes we'll start talking and, and uh, we end up talking about the kids again and then we had to catch each other. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Now we said that we're just going to focus on each other. Let's not talk about that right now. And, 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 and all we're doing is, is that it, we're just increasing the intimacy in our relationship and we're having fun and we're enjoying each other. The third, time, the third thing is, this is what you want to do. So the first thing, have a date night. Second thing, take trips together. Third thing have daily time together where you can talk every day. There needs to be, in police term, we call it a debriefing. Okay? How many days go by sometimes when you know that you've been busy? Now, I'm telling on myself because y'all have to pray for me because I've done it because my life sometimes just gets crazy. But you come home, you have a real, really busy day, and by the time you get done and get the kids down, you know, it's tired, it's time to go to bed, and you haven't once really said, hey, how you doing? What, what happened today? You know, we, we, we ask that. We, we may say that to our spouse like, hey, well, you know, how was how, how the day? And, you know, and if, if it's a man, usually he's going to say good, you know, because you know, we don't want to go into all the details about all that, you know, what my day was like, you know. But, but have a regular time where the two of you just talk about what happened during the day. I mean, my wife sometimes, she'll come and ask me, she's, and, and, and it bugs me. She says, how was your day today? And I'm coming home, I'm thinking, okay, I'm tired. You know, I had a long day. I just want to sit and uh, just kind of, you know, and, and she said, so I said, I said good. Okay, so, uh, so you talking about it today? <laughs> yeah, talked to quite a few people today. Um, um, so, uh, so what y'all talking about? Who'd you talk to? <laughs> um, wow. I mean, what doesn't matter. Do you know these people? <laughs> and, and, and what is she trying, all she's trying to do and she just saying, I, I just want to talk to you. And, and we got to have the courage to just say, you know what, I got to turn that thing off. And sometimes that's the hardest thing to do. Turn it off and take some time. It may be 10, it may be 20, 30 minutes and say, okay, maybe it's a walk together. All of us can use some exercise. I know I can. Take a walk around. Let's just take a walk. A 20-minute, 30-minute walk around the block. And let's just talk about what happened during the day. And, and hold hands doing it. And men, you initiate that. Hold your wife and say, let's go take a walk around the park. You know, How's your day today? I want to hear what happened. Tell me about it. What's happened? Oh, well, you know, we can pray about that. Let's, you know. What are you doing? You're getting to know her. You're getting to know each other and you're taking time to know what's going on in each other's lives so that, and what it's going to do, it's going to create more understanding because a lot of times, a lot of arguments is based on misunderstanding. If you can get to the, the, most people, when they argue, it's always a root thing that's causing the argument, but they never get to the root thing because they haven't really talked. So here they argue about something. You're like, "Why is she upset about that? That doesn't make any sense." Well, she ain't really upset about that, brother. She been upset because you ain't fixed that faucet in two months and it's been dripping. That's what she's upset about. And but sometimes what happens is we we think, "Oh, she just blew it." I don't understand. She just no, bro. no. Because we just need to we, we just need to talk and figure out. If we make it on a regular basis, daily. Okay, I'm gonna talk to my wife. We're gonna have a time, and then we talk to each other. And then it creates understanding in the marriage. So when issues come up, now we, we have a little mercy on each other because we really knew what we went through. But see, we usually don't share what we go through until we get mad and we blow up. Well, you don't know what I went through. I mean, I had all this happen to me, and I got to come home, and I got to listen to this. Well, she trying to figure out what, what happened today? Because she, she don't know. She have no clue. You just upset because you had a bad day. But if we have some communication and we kind of talk about it, have every day, a daily time. Okay, we're going to take some time today. We're just going to talk. If you do those three disciplines, they that will help you tremendously. Amen? All right. What are the four basic needs of a woman? Now, of course, there are other needs, but you can find that it's all biblical. Okay? Everything that I'm sharing with you is all biblical. These are four major needs of a woman. I try to condense them. Of course, I looked at my marriage. I looked at some other marriage. I talked to some other people. I did some study on my own, and I came up with four major needs of a woman. And the first need that a woman has is the need for security, security. Nothing makes that woman feel more secure than knowing that her husband is going to take good care of her. Ephesians 5, verses 21 through 23 says, well, actually, jump to 22. Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord, right? Now watch this. For the husband is the head of the wife, as also Christ is the head of the church, and he is the savior of the body. Now, remember that the Bible says that that our marriages are to reflect Christ in the church, But it's interesting that the language Paul used, he used that word savior of the body. Now, that word savior in the Greek is soter, S-O-T-E-R. You know what that word means? One that saves from danger and destruction, one that preserves and protects. How do we know in your relationship with God, you have security that no matter how bad things get out there in the world, right? You know that Jesus got you covered. If, if everything, I mean, if, if, if there was this massive demonstration in, in our country and, and, you know, there's a whole bunch of them all over the place and it seemed like there's chaos all, all over the world. We got this one confidence that no matter what happened out there, I know Jesus got my back. And that if stuff get really bad, I can run to him. You know why? Because He's security. And our wives and so our marriages, men, listen, it ought to be the same way. It ought to reflect Christ in the church. That's what Paul said. He said he's the savior of the body, protects. He protects and he watches over us. And as the church is protected and cared for by Christ, men are to care for and love their wives. We're to love her to the death. Our job is to make her secure. Now, if you turn with me to Genesis chapter number Three, here was a situation. Everybody knew the story of Adam and Eve. But here was a situation where Adam did not. Now, I want you to hear this. I don't know if you ever heard this before. Some of you have. But Adam had an opportunity. You know, Adam was here first. Then Eve came. Adam went to sleep. God pulled out a rib, and he created his wife to symbolize unity. But Adam knew very clearly. He was giving clear instructions. On what tree they were not supposed to touch. Now, a lot of people always talk about, oh, how, how you know, Eve took up that fruit. And, and men, sometimes we like to throw that out there. You know, it's the woman that was deceived. She's the one that got us in this trouble anyhow. Well, watch this. In Genesis, in Genesis chapter 1, chapter 3, verses 1 through 6, it says, Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Has God indeed said you shall not eat of the tree of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the middle of the garden, God has said you shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. The serpent said to the woman, You will surely not die, for God knows that in the day that you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw, watch this. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the, his eyes, to the eyes, and a tree desirable to make one wise, she took of his fruit and ate. She also gave it to her husband. Where was he? He was standing right there. He saw the whole thing. But, but understand, he knew what God had said. He should have stepped in there and said, said wait a minute. Wait a minute, honey. We, 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 I got to protect you. I can't let this happen. No, no, but, you know, you know, you know how we men, are. I mean, if anybody come near my wife, you know, I'd be like, ho, ho, you know, whoa, 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 that's my wife. Watch it, whoa, whoa, that's my glory. You see, men ought to jump in there. Listen, he should have jumped in and said, no, 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 Satan, you get your, don't you touch my wife. I'm telling you right now, don't you come near her. He should have stepped up or he should have manned up. He should have covered his wife and made sure. That it didn't happen. He stood, how many men stand by and they, and they see their wife exposed in certain areas and they just passively sit by and let stuff happen? Oh, she can handle it. Let me tell you something. Men, we got to cover our wives. You don't let nobody talk about your wife. You don't let nobody degrade your wife. That's your rib. Yeah. And you take care. And, and if you cross my rib, you, you don't know what I might say. I'm a pastor, but yo, know, you mess with my rib. I, you know, y'all had to pray for a brother. Because I got to, you know, this, this is my wife. See, men, you're supposed to protect that woman. That's, that's your rib. You cover her, you protect her. When you see that there's pending danger, you stand in the gap. So, no, no, I ain't going to let you, you know. You know, I've had one time, I had a couple, couple times, or many times, I had people, guys looking at my wife. And I said, I looked and they kind of looked like they wanted to step up. I looked out like, what's up, bro? How you doing? That problem? How you doing, man? You know, and they go, oh. You know, I saw a guy the other night. Me and my wife went out on a date night, you know, at, at Kentucky. And He was over there, and my wife walked in before me because I had to park the van, so she went in, and uh, she went inside the restaurant, and uh, she was standing there, and he was these three guys over there, and they was over there standing, and, uh, and one of them looked like he was starting to creep up. See, I'm watching. I'm in the store. I'm in the car, but the whole time, I got my eye on my rib. Let me tell you something. And, I want, and I'm watching. And I see these. I said, look at, look at here. And I'm, I'm hurrying up. I'm getting out of the car. And I walk right in there. Hey, baby. And I walk and I give a big old hug like, what you doing? And they back right on off like, oh, okay, okay. Because I'm sending a message. That's my rib. I want to protect her. Men, women want to feel secured. They want to feel like you got them covered. They want to feel like you're protecting them from danger. Because, you know, women are more emotional than we are. Did you all know that? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> <laughs> they are and, 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 and you know they're more emotional so it doesn't mean that they're weaker it's just the way that God designed them because they're nurturers that they, that's the way they are but, but, but men the, the way that they were made and the way that we are wired we're supposed to be leaders we're supposed to guard them and protect them that's why God made us the way that we are and so that's not a bad thing that's the thing that that's that's having to take leadership in our home and be able to show that we're paying attention to our wives. So so Adam didn't cover his wife. And because he didn't cover his wife, all hell broke loose. And so men who want to try to blame the wife. And guess what? You have a role in it as well, because the scripture And women, you can always say, well, if you want to bring up Eve, what were you doing? Cause you were standing right there. So, so, you know, men, we can't be trying. You know. And what did Adam do when, when, when they got busted? What, what was the first thing Adam did? Lord, the woman you gave me, it was her fault. She, she is the one. Then you like wimp out of what? <laughs> what a wimp. It's, it's, it's her fault. Men, you better learn how to initiate. You better learn how to be the man in the crib and take care of your rib. And I didn't even, that wasn't even in my notes. I just, that just came out. (laughs) You know, the most, one of the things that make a wife really feel secure is her husband's character. You know, your wife needs to know that you're a man of your word. That what you say to her, that you really mean it. That when I say to you, watch this, then women, you can affirm, you can say amen if I'm right about it. That man look in the eyes and say, honey, it doesn't matter what you go through, it doesn't matter what you do, it doesn't matter, you know, even though you had ten or fifteen of my kids, you put on a couple pounds. Because we forget that. None of, none of that matter. because you need to know, honey, I will never leave you and I ain't never going nowhere. I'm going to be right here. I don't care what we have to go through. I don't care what argument. I don't care what difficulty. I don't care if I, listen, listen, if the wife even screws up, I means you look at that woman and say, honey, you need to know something. I will never leave you. I ain't going nowhere. How do you know that when, when Christ says that about us, that makes us feel good? That, the Bible says, Jesus says, I will never leave you nor forsake you, Lo, I'm going to be with you even until the end of the world. And that makes us secure. When our wives hear that, because the marriage is a picture of the church, it makes them feel secure to know that their husband ain't going nowhere, that he's going to stay there. and He's going to do it. He's going to be there with her. How do we make her feel secure? Real quick, these are just a couple things that's going to kind of help you. I said a second ago, communicate this often. Tell her that you love her. Tell her you're not going no place. And then secondly, be sensitive to her needs and her desires. You know, my wife got this crazy way of doing it. She'll say to me sometimes, she'll say, uh, well, we need, to, we need to do something together. You know, we need to go someplace. And I said, um, you know, OK, well, you smart, pretty wise. Educated college degree, baby. You think of something? I'm ready to go. (laughs) Just lay it all out. Let's do it. And she'd look at me and she'd be like, Well, I mean, you're the man. I mean, won't you kind of like playing something? You know, our wives really want us to do, they want us to initiate romance. Come on, can I get that? I got one. In other words, you know, you know that when you when you tell her, honey, we're going to go to this restaurant, you know she's going to change it. All right? There's no, because she probably going to change. She probably. Won't. But that's cool because that's not really important. What's important Amen. is that Amen. you initiated. Amen. Amen. Right. You said, honey, we're going to go here, and honey, I want you to know, I thought about a hotel. I got a place over in D.C. I really like. I want to take you to this great restaurant, and man, she might change it. <laughs> probably going to say, no, I don't like it. Don't want to eat that. That's cool. Okay, baby, whatever. It's good. But I want you to know, the man, I thought about this. Because all she want to know, she just want to know that you took the time and you thought about her, And you put some effort into it. Come on, women. Y'all help me out a little bit. Amen. 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 So we're sensitive to her needs. In other words, we're sensitive to her unspoken need. Listen, we need to come to a point. that men that uh, that your wife, and First Peter three, I think it's I think it's First Peter three, um, it says dwell, and I'm kind of going off my notes here, but but this is fitting. I think it's First Peter three nine, is it? You didn't have that one. Okay, First uh, I think it, I think it was First Peter, First Peter three seven. You got that one? 1 Peter 3 7. You got that one, right? You don't have that one either? Oh, Lord. Can y'all touch some. Say this. All right. Watch this. Husband, likewise, do well with them with understanding, giving honor to the wife as to the weaker vessel and as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers may not be hindered. But I want you to look at the most important part, dwell with them in an understanding way. Watch this, you know what you need to say to your wife? You need to say, honey, you're gonna be my my study project. Baby, I'm gonna study you. I'm gonna get to know how you think that before you even ask me for a cup of coffee, I already have put it there. I'm I'm gonna make you my study project. I am gonna get to know you because because you know, women like it. They like it when, 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 we think of stuff, and 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 they didn't have to tell us. Amen. <laughs> I'm not hard on the guys. All right, this is not. All right, Sean, look, come work with us, Smile a little bit. <laughs> this is this is tough. All right, so. You know how the scripture says, it talks about in, that, in, in Ephesians, in verse 30 in chapter 5, it says, it talks about the word nourish and cherish in the King James Version. You know what that word nourish means? Nourish means to feed to maturity. Cherish means to protect diligently the process of growth. So men, it is, our wives are in our lives so that we can help bring them to their full potential. Whether it be their teacher, brain surgeon, ministry, whatever their gifting might be. Our job, you know, you know what Christ does for, for us? That, that he takes care of us and he, and he equips us so that we can become everything that he designed us to be. Men, we need to help our wives. One of the greatest examples of this is Brother Larry. Brother Deacon-elect Larry. Larry. Larry, when Diva first came, Diva was just in the book studying all the time. And there were some times that Larry, and, and the way Larry talked about his wife getting a degree you you would have thought that that brother was getting a degree with her. Because all he, he would tell me, he'd be like, uh, you know, is getting a degree, she's studying, she can't come out today because she, she's getting a degree that's really, 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 really important to her. And and, and he talked, and you know what I'm talking about. And he was just so supportive of his wife. And I said, that, that is so good. He made sure, he took personal responsibility to make sure that she got that degree. You know why? Because He saw that it was important to her. Men, find out what's important to your wife and do it. Come on, wives, help me out. Find out what's important and do it. They'll love you for it. All right. So um, let's go to the second point. Our wives need soft, non-sexual affection. Soft, non-sexual affection. Now, we kind of hit on this last week, but I'm going to hit on it just a little bit more. You know, that's a little tough for a guy sometimes, and a lot of it because of the way that we have been taught, the way that we have been wired to think about our women. I mentioned that a little bit earlier as it relates to our wife, that if we're going, women, see, men, watch this. Now, we have no kids in here today, so I can, I can kind of talk. Now, men have sex just for the sake of having sex. Men do not need a lot of, we don't need flowers, we don't need a lot of, just, just show us the naked body, we're good. <laughs> Amen. We, we're golden. That's, we're, I'm cool. Don't need, no, no, don't need to do it. Just, just, just reveal I'm good. Ain't like that for a woman. Because she have sex for closeness. I'm say that again. Women have sex for closeness. They don't have sex. That's why a lot of times she say, you tap her and she say no. I don't feel like it. In other words, we haven't really kind of primed the pump, kind of speak, so to speak. And I'm not just talking about the bed part of it, but... That, you know, all the other stuff, the clothes. you know, when you talk, you know, we talked about taking those little walks, you know, just touching her in a non-sexual way. Men, try this. Try just for once in your life, if you ever did it, just say, okay, now your wife is going to thank you nuts, but just give her a big hug, give her a big kiss when you go to bed and hug her real tight and then say, honey, I don't want to, I'm not going to do anything else. So usually, you know, my wife hugs me real tight and she give me one of those big wet kisses and I'm like, ha, you know, this much, this is green light. But a lot of times my wife say, no, 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 I'm like, but baby, you just, you know, I thought, no, I, you know, I don't feel like, I just want you to c- cuddle me. I just want to, and try that. And just say, okay, I'm, a, I'm not, I'm not going to do anything else. I'm just, I just want you to know, baby, I just want to be close. I just want you to know. And, and, and see what happens. But see, we get mad. <laughs> Come on now, you hurt my, hurt my feelings. Now, now, it's not to say women, you should, Now, we already talked about women should not use sex as a weapon against their husband it's not right it's wrong you should not deprive your husband but there are some times when when our wives husband don't they just don't feel well and a lot of times they don't feel well meaning they just don't feel close in that way because they look at sex totally different than you and i do they don't just have sex just to be having sex you know there are some exceptions but everybody say generally Generally speaking, they don't. So if we want to have that part of our life enhanced, we don't do it for that reason, but we need to take those little walks during the day. Those, those non-sexual touches. I, I, I hug her, I give her a kiss, and I can get, and give her a big passion to give right before, you know, give her a big old kiss, and sometimes it doesn't mean a wife don't always need to just have sex. She just wants just, to just chill, just, just, just be here with me. And, and you know, we'll, we'll you know, We'll take care of that, but I just need to to know that you care and you think about me in other ways than just that. Women, can you say amen to that? Another thing our wives like, watch this. Third thing. What's the first thing, those who listen? They need security. They need security. They need that security. The second thing? Non-sexual. Non-sexual. Men, highlight that. Write that down. Because they want that sometimes, you know, so you got to respect that. Number three, they want, here it is, open and honest <laughs> communication. Now, that means, now in Colossians 3.9, you got that verse, I'm sure. I think I gave that one to you. Colossians 3.9, if you have your Bibles, you can turn there real quick. She may have it for the screen. If not, then Colossians 3.9. All right, here we go. Colossians 3, 9, and it reads, do not lie to one another. Now, this, this is standard for this is basic Christianity 101. Christians don't lie. Do not lie to one another. Well, we should not lie. We're not supposed to lie. Do not lie to one another since you have put off the old man with his deeds. I mean, you know how many of you ever watch CNN and they got this thing called uh, headline news? You know, headline news. Women don't want headlines. They want the details. And if they come to you and they say to you, for an example, how was your day? And you say, Fine. And you know that you almost got shot at. I'm just speaking in police that's where I live. They want honest and open communication women need to talk and i know this is a hard part for us because you know cuz they can do this they they can go and you know they but but remember remember you want to communicate to her that she is important and one of the ways that we do that is that we listen to her and and we have open and honest communication about what we think and what we feel remember i said last week that men basically come uh, emotionally unassembled and it's every woman's desire to put they, they believe that God has you know, empowered them to put us together because we're always met. That's the way they think. You know, They, they think that our job is to put, put you together because you, you you got some issues. So they want to sit there and talk. And men, we need to let women, listen, we need to let our wives, uh, we need to let them come into our emotional world because we need that outlet. My wife is my best friend on the planet. There is nothing I don't keep from my wife. I know some people got secrets. They don't tell their spouse No, name. No, no. We, there is absolutely nothing that my wife don't know. My wife can get my phone right now. She got my passwords. She got my stuff on my computer. She know the, uh, the, the passwords to my accounts. I don't have no secret accounts. She knows what's in there. She knows everything about You'll see her sometimes. She got my phone. She just go right through it. And she ain't trying to check me a lot of times. She's using it. But, you know, going back to that security thing, she you know, and I had, I had one time I had, I had a couple. Uh, and, and they had struggles with that. And one of the things he said, you can't look at my phone. You can't look at my phone. Well, And so when he, he said she can't, you know, men, when you say that, she, gonna, she will. Or she going to work hard at it. Because why are you tripping? Why can't I look at your phone? What, is there something on your phone you don't want me to see? My wife, I get up sometimes, she's up on my, up the internet, and she got my, you know, and every email I get, Peggy sees it. She got, she is, she got fair, fair game, because we're one now. So there, ain't, there are no secrets. We don't, we don't hide nothing from each other, and there's open dialogue about everything. I create an atmosphere in my house, and men, we need to create this atmosphere in the house. Like, for example, one of the things that it help you well is you never mention the word divorce, even when you get mad or angry. A lot of people do that. Well, if you don't like this, then you can just leave. There are some things that you cannot do, you should not do. If you find that you're having a tough time, then, you know, bite your tongue, say something else, walk away, but whatever you do, don't talk divorce. There's one of the cardinal and the My wife, we got two of them. We don't go to bed angry, and we don't talk about divorce, ever. My wife will tell you, I will keep her up. I will keep her up all night long. I won't go to sleep because she's going to jack my prayer life up. Because the Bible says that your prayers will be hindered if your relationship with one another ain't right. And so what I do is I make sure. So if you have there, listen, if you know you got a problem and you're married and you ain't trying to fix it, you're there talking to God. God ain't listening to that. You better get up off your knees and you need to go and handle that and deal with your husband and fix it. Don't, the Bible says, "Don't let the sun go down on your wrath." So we don't let it go down. be time my wife is sitting there like, Ugh. and it looked like I'm abusing her. I'm like, "Baby, we got to fix it." Because Peggy, she can just the sister can go to sleep. I told you, Peggy sleepwalking, and she sleeps soundly. I don't the woman can see, and I get I, some of, some of it jealousy because I just can't sit down and just go to sleep. You know, I can only sleep when I'm in the bed. Okay. I can't just, they said, we're going to sit down and watch TV and go see. No, TV don't, I don't do that. Usually with TV on, I can't sleep. I'm watching TV. Now, my wife, she sit there two minutes. You know, she's gone. I mean, she just, she's just gone. But, but men, we have to come to a point that we have to listen to them. And as we said before, we got to do well with our wife in an understanding way. And, and if you're going to understand her, you got to talk to her. You can't understand her if you don't communicate to her. You can't just be guessing at it. You just can't be hoping that you just get it. No, you got to sit down and talk. What's wrong? What's up? And you may be thinking to yourself, "This is this ain't got nothing to do with nothing. She just overreacting." And you know, but you know what? For the sake of the marriage, you're the leader of the home. Man up and deal with it, and take the initiative and say, "Okay, we're going to work this through." And I'll sit here, I'll listen to you, honey, because I love you that much. And I love this marriage that much. I'm not going to let this marriage go nowhere. I'm not going to let it happen. So watch this. The next point, the last one, is women want leadership. Women want leadership. The Bible says that the husband is the head of the wife. See, the head determines how everything else flows. How many know if the head ain't right, then it has the capacity to affect everything else? Men are the head of the wife, just like Christ is the head of the church. Now, many men, men use that in order to try and dominate their wives, which is the other extreme. It's not meant to, to say it that way, because Christ don't dominate us. You don't believe that? How many times God lets you go on your way and do what you want to do? Now you may get in trouble for it. We often do, but you know God. A lot of times, you know, just like Balaam. Was it Balak or Balaam? Balak. He decided he wanted to get God. Said, you can't curse God's people, and he said. And he was offered, He said, "Look, you need to come over here and curse God's people for me." And uh, and uh, and Balaam says, uh, "Balaam says I ain't supposed to do that because God says you know I can't I can't I can't curse him." And uh, it got to a point that God started offering him, Balaam started offering Balaam money. So I'll give you some money if you go cursing God. And then Balaam ended up going. God got mad at him. (laughs) God got mad at him, ended up having to deal with him because he went. But understand something about the nature of God. God is not going to force us. He don't force us to do anything. Everything we do is we make the choice. God gives us the capacity to make choices. And we make these decisions because it's part of the way he created us, a free moral agent. But when it says that a man is the head of the wife, that has nothing to do with dominance. It has to do with graceful leading like Christ leads us. Okay, we lead with grace. We lead with love. We demonstrate leadership in the home. Women need that. Like, like, like for example, uh. Men can lovingly initiate the well-being of their home, of their family, of their marriage in four ways. Number one, they can initiate it with the well-being with the kids. You know, let me, tell you, let me say this to you, and, and hear my heart when I say this. Um, on Sunday morning, my wife had never got out of the bed and got me up. Never. My wife, she doesn't get up. She don't come up. She don't say, honey, it's time to get up. Never. I set two alarm clocks, my iPhone and my personal phone. I get up in the morning, but first I get up at 6 o'clock. For example, I give you an example, I get up 6 o'clock every Sunday morning. I get up 6 o'clock. I go, I spend time in prayer and study. And then around 7.15, 7.30, you know, and sometimes I'll, I'll stop and I'll go up. If I don't hear footsteps, I go through the house. Get up. Get up. Everybody get up. Get up. It's getting late. We got to go got to go. Why? Because I initiate that for her. I am, See, Men, you are the, supposed to be the spiritual leader in your home. Now, it's not so much the, now, now, your wife may be more theologically sound than you. That got nothing to do with it. Because if she's really theological sound, then she would submit to your leadership. If she really as spiritual as she says she is, she would affirm your leadership and she will help you lead. But you see, what happens is, is that men, we got a lot of passive men who just kind of stand by and let their wife initiate everything. They initiate the well-being of the kids, initiate the, and they just, men just kind of sit back and don't know. Now, now you may say, now, your, your wife may, for example, she may be better financially uh, able to manage the checkbook. But as a leader, you should kind of have an idea. You should have a clue of what's happening because ultimately, you're responsible for the leadership of your home. When me and my wife have an argument... And most of the time, I'm right. That's right. I said it. I'm right. But you know what? A lot of times I'm just being facetious. Y'all know that. But a lot of times I always initiate reconciliation in my marriage. Everything my wife. If she were here, she would tell you I would even though if I think I'm right because, you know, man, we think in our own minds, we think we right about everything. And women think the same way. But because I'm the leader of the home, I am the spiritual leader, then I take the initiative. I say, I am going to be the one that's going to make this right. And I'll go tap her, and I'll go wake her, and, and we'll sit down, and we'll talk. I initiate it. But see, what happens is everybody get mad. Both sit there, and they'll just go to sleep. Okay? And they're just, they're just fine. And, 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 and but remember, men, you are the leader. See? The husband is the head of the wife. So you lead her the way Christ would lead the church. Now, you don't force her, you don't dominate her, but you lead by example. That's how real leadership is. Leadership has very, very little to do with having authority where you can wield it over people like people think of leadership. Leadership is, this is how you do it. Let's show you, follow me. This is how I live. This is how I do it. This is how I do it. I lead this way. And so women want their men to lead. They want their men to, just like we talked about a minute ago, we talked about romance. They want you to take the initiative. They want you to lead in finances. They want you to lead in spiritual matters. I cannot underscore that enough because I hear over and over again from people that say that that, 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 that their husband are, uh, you know, they're not interested or they're just kind of, just kind of, you know, just kind of there. But men, you are to be the spiritual leaders in your home. God put that tag on you. You're the spiritual leader of your home. And so if you want to see your family and your wife do better, then it got to start with you doing better. You want a better wife? Be a better husband. Okay? Everything, I mean, if we want things to be better, then we got to be better. We got to take responsibility and say, okay, honey, here's the problem. I haven't been doing what I've supposed to be doing. I've been sitting back. I have been letting you do everything with the kids. I haven't thought about it. I haven't, I haven't, I've just kind of sit back. You don't have to have a lot of theology theology to say, uh, everybody get up. Let's go to church. And we're going to get to church on time. Everybody, let's go. Let's go. Get up. Let's go. What are you doing? I'm taking the lead in my house. Because you are responsible. We'll have to get an account to God for how you lead and how you care for your family. She shouldn't be. I don't care what the world say. She should not be the spiritual leader in the home in that sense. She's equipped. She is well able. And she is probably more than likely smarter than you in a lot of ways. That's okay, too. My wife, she, she graduated one of those lawyers. Cum laude, some laude. I was like, "Thank you, Lordy. That's what I got. I graduated, but it was like a thank you Lorde. It wasn't a cum laude. I never quite got that cum laude. You know. But my yeah, my my wife graduated all that. She had all. She's much smarter than me. She's smarter than me. Okay, that's okay. But she would tell you that if you ask her, I lead the house. I don't ask her to do stuff that I'm not first willing to do myself. See. And because if I'm the head, I got to act like the head. Okay, here's what we do, uh, honey. And so some of you men who've been laxing, you just step up and say, okay, honey, here's what's been happening. I, I need to step up in this area. And, and you know what? And you may say, well, well, pastor, well, well, what if she ain't doing what she's supposed to do? Don't worry about that. You do what God told you to do. You lead by example. And God knows how, how many know God can shake people? You know, sometimes I just, you know, sometimes instead of trying to, every time, you anytime you try to force anybody to do something, I mean, you know, that's always a recipe for disaster. I learned that a long time ago because when I first got married, I thought I could, I'm going to change her. She got some stuff in her. I'm going to work on this. This got to go. Man, that's just, that, it ain't going to, you can't change her. You know, people say sometimes, I'm going to marry, I'm in love. I'm going to marry him because I believe that the Lord is going to save him. He's going to change. You marry what you got. Now, by the grace of God it making change, but more than likely, whatever you see right in front of you, that's what you got. That's what you got to deal with. So now that you're in, there's divorce is not an option. We're going to make this work God's way. So what are the four major needs of a woman? Give them to me. Uh huh. Open honest. Communication. Leadership. Women, can I get an amen? Amen. amen. Let's pray. Every head's bow, Your eye's closed.